Okay, we are on Daf Kuf Tezvav, starting at Eis Dalad. Now, this is the interpretation of the pasuk of Baruch Shein Kaved Mechusan Liyelam Vaed. Now, this word Vaed means it's uninterruptible; it's forever, like the Gemara explains. And that's because Vaed, if we rearrange the letters based on this matching process, it comes out to the same letters as Echad. Now, we know that there are two different aspects of this unity, uh, superior unity, Yehudi law, and a lower unity, Yehudi Tata. Like we know, <clears throat> as is indicated in the Pasuk that describes the relationship of the term Hashem, Yitke with Elohim, as being comparable to the sun and its screen, that just as the screen of the sun allows the expression of the sun. Similarly, the name Elohim acts as a screen so that the intensity of Yudke Vavke, which is comparable to the sun, is able to express itself in a manner that somewhat diminishes and conceals the light of the name. And this is uh, in order to allow the recipients, us, to benefit from this level of godliness, as is explained in other places. That it's not a complete obfuscation, because it says, when is God indeed great? Dafka, when he is in the city of Elekenu. And we find this in the Pusik that uh, begins the Parshas Ve'era, where it says, Ve'edabra Elokim, that Elokim speaks. And Hashem says to Moshe, I appear to Avram. Uh, and this was in a way of a form of certain separation, like a divider between the holy and the holy of holies, as explained in other places. Now, in the times of Mashiach, when the world will become more refined, thus Hashem will be able to remove the sun from its screen, and then this, the name of the city will be in the name, called in the name of Hashem, like it's explained in Sefi Yecheskel and in the Medrash, that this is a new identity that Hashem will give to Yerushalayim. That is, when Hashem removes the sun from its screen, as explained in the Medrash, this is what it means that godliness will be revealed and even flesh will be able to see the oneness of Hashem. That is, that no longer will the teacher have to shield himself from the people. What does this mean? And we have a rule that there is a quality called total bittel, bittel be'etzem, the way it is in Atzilis, where Hashem and all that he causes to be and his life force are all identifiable as one. But that's the name of Havaya that includes all of Atzilis, the Yud, and Chachma, and so on. And this is like the sun ray when it is subsumed within the ball of the sun, which is a complete and total bittel which is not the way it is in the unification between creation and creator that is experienced here in this world, which is only a bitla yesh, the putting aside of my agenda. And it's not bitla miti, the putting aside of self. The point being that the quality of malchus that expresses from atzilis into briyatsir nasiya is a revelation, an expression that allows for there to be creation, yesh, and this is because the malchus, which is exalted and this detachment of light, it doesn't radiate there. It's only a tiny glimmer, as is explained, and it's called the source for all creation, as we know. And this is through the tzimtzum process and this concealment of the Shem Elikim, because through the tzimtzum, every matter becomes identifiable as something of its own. And this is comparable to the screen of the sun, because it conceals it, and therefore, the sun rays can come down into this world and be noticed as individual entities. And Al-Tarebi here identifies other places where this can be discussed. And there it is, the idea that Elohim conceals and thus allows for there to be 
the existence of entities, yesh. Now, there is also the radiance of the infinite light, as we know, that also the name Elohim is an expression ultimately of atzmus that comes from the very essence of the matzil, the way Hashem, who is all capable, and is also the characteristic of tzimtzum, and thus it comes from Hashem in this manner of expression. And from here, it brings out this level of bittel, even within the confined creations. And that's called Yehuda Tata, that the confined creation puts aside its own agenda for its subsumption, its bittel within Hashem. <clears throat> and that's the level of bittel hayesh, putting aside of my agenda. But it's not bittel amiti, a true, complete surrender of self, like it is in Atsilas. And this is why Va'ed, at the end of Baruch Shem, is, if we rearrange based on these letter processes, you get to the word Echod, that is the comparable, it is comparable to the sun and the shield of the sun. And Altareba brings other source material to support this idea. <clears throat> and this is similar to what the Shvatim said to Yaakov, that when Yaakov essentially asked where their, their uh, allegiance was, they responded with the, that there is nothing, just like Yaakov only thinks about the oneness of Hashem, so too they, the, the Shvatim, the tribes, the, his children, only think about the oneness of Hashem. And this is what assured that it would be forever. <clears throat> and that's why there was the Baruch Shenkva and Mechusel void, because there was this capacity to resist temptation and thus to put aside what I want for what Hashem wants and to effectuate a Yichut Tata through this Bittal Yesh. And as the Gemara explains, that at that moment, Yaakov declared Baruch Shenkva and Mechusel void, because he heard his sons declare their total Bittal, and that this would be for all of uh, uh, all time, for all of Klal Yisrael, that there was nothing in their heart other than the oneness of Hashem. This is what gave Yaakov the certainty that Hashem would be forever. And this is the idea that wherever it says, it means that it will never be interrupted. Again, a putting aside of my own agenda down here in this physical world has no interruption, even in the Oren Seif, the way it is above in Atzilis, where there's a putting aside of the very existence. Because anytime you have bittel, you also have a bittel ayesh, you also have eternality, because you can always put aside your agenda. There's not going to be a change. Whereas when there is the impact through some contemplation, sometimes it's less and sometimes it's more. Like the statement is that man is like the tree of a field, just like some blossom, some don't, some more, some less. But when we have total, when we have the level of bittal, a total bittal, then there'll be no interruption and no fluctuation. That's the distinctive quality of bittal. Even if it's quote only the bittal hayesh, the putting aside of my agenda, you're still going to have va'ed. You're going to have this eternality even more than through the love of Hashem, like it's explained in chapter three, and like we describe that the infinite light of Hashem radiates in atzilus to be a oneness with that one. That is echad with the rearrangement of the letters uh, to va'ed and echad being the expression of the soviv in a revealed manner through the eskafia, as we described earlier in the mimer, as manifest in matzah. <clears throat> now is the next paragraph. There's a summary here. So here's the basic point that Alter Rebbe says: the milah, the virtue of eskafia, is found even in Baruch Shenkva and Mechusel And that's why we point out that that last word means that it will be forever. 
Because when you have Yichud Ilah, a total bitl, and you have Yichud Tata, which is a bitl of putting aside my agenda, which is comparable to the sun and the screen, Havai and Elakim, like the separation between the holy and the holy of holies. And that's why it says that when is God's truly great, when he is found in the city of Hashem, that is a unity of Havai and Elakim. And must say, God will Havaya when he's in ear Elakinu. <clears throat> that there were two levels, the level of Yaakov and the level of Yisrael. And ultimately, Hashem, in the time of Mashiach, removed the sun from its screen, and then the name of uh, the city will be Hashem. That is, the name Shem Elokim, which suggests that there is still a separation, like the curtain, will draw down from the infinite light of Hashem, just like the Shem Havaya, who is all capable. That is the Shem Havaya, which suggests infinite without some agenda that it will ultimately reach with building Tachlis Ugvul. But Hashem has established these Gvulim, these parameters that, they, that we could, uh, that Hashem can declare, die. This is where something ends and something begins. And this is the name of Elohim. From here it is drawn out the level of Bitla Yesh, that there should be a Yesh, but it should be put aside. Like it says, that tzchayk and pleasure you have done for me. That is the shame of Dafka. And this bittal is illustrated in Baruch Shank von that it should be a bittal that has means that there'll be no interruption, even more than love, because the Shvatim declared it that they are subservient to Hashem, even though they exist down here in this world, called a Markova Tata, comparable and compatible with Yaakov, who was the Markova Ilah. That they and this is why they made the analogy and they said to Yaakov that just like in your heart there is only the oneness of Hashem through your total bit of Yehudilah, in our heart there's also only the oneness of Hashem that it will last for all generations because we have the bit of Yehudatata. And this is why the Pasik in Yeshaya says, Why do you distract us from our way? Why do you harden your hearts from those who fear you? Return your servants that they should be in your inheritance. Like it's explained regarding Lava. And even more so in this idea of Baruch Shekva and Mechusol Like again, it says he places the Samti Kad Kashim Shesecha, twice the word uh, Kad, which is the letters of Baruch Shekva and Mechusol that we say in Shachas and in, My- and in Mayrith. And this is the idea of Eishas Chayel Ateres Baila. Chayel is, is the gematria of twice. Uh, 24 or 48, like it's explained in Eshachal Terespail in the Siddur and so on. Last paragraph in the right hand column. And this is what it means take from them a truma to Hashem. And then it says, all who are of a devoted heart should bring the truma to Hashem. That the origin of these two trumas is understood based on what we said before the Remember, we will elevate the God, the King, that the level of Remimis, which is called truma, like it's explained in the Zayar. That truma means to uh, uh, elevate. And initially, there has to be an initiation from us down here, halosman, the Mayan Nukfid, we the recipients. In order that, there should be an elevation of Hashem to the level of Sevev, of Atzilis, Bria, Yetzir, and Asiyah, like we said. And this is what it means take from them a truma, that is from them dafka, that is from this level of total bitla ratzen of resistance, which is the elevation of Mayan Nukfid all the way up, even to the level of Tayu, beyond any parameters. And the origin of the idea of this second truma is all who are of 
a devoted heart should bring a truma to Hashem. That is, a gilui of sevev lamata in this, uh, the, the level of mamale, where there is an abundance of receptive kalim of tikkun, that this is achieved through the transformation that there should be the drawing down of light into kalim, like it is during the svira, as we discussed previously in the Mimer. Each week we take a different midah and we make sure to direct its power only to Kedusha. And this is what it means, Trumas Havaya, is what are the gifts, gold, silver, and copper? These three metals represent chesed, gavud, and tefedes, which is the investiture of light in the kalim specifically. And this is what we say with Torah that it is called matzah ashira, the rich matzah, that is flour mixed with wine or with oil or with honey and can never become chametz, like we'll explain later on. And this is why it says that all who are of a devoted heart, specifically because the heart has both the passion and the return, like we know, just like it is biologically in the heart, that the blood is returned from all of the body parts. It enters into the heart, and from the heart, it dispatches the life-giving force of blood to all of the body parts. And this is the two beatings of the heart. It closes and it opens. It uh, allows blood in and it dispatches blood out. And that's the beating of the heart is representative of this characteristic of running and returning. And this is the source of the shuv is the drawing down of the highest from the, in, the mind into the heart. And this is linked with the the desire of the heart to receive from all of the body parts, as we understand this also in the spiritual sense. The set, the idea of the lev elyon is the chesed and gvura and tiferes of zah that also has this rotzei v'shuv dynamic that is comparable to as much as it is approached from halosman, from the human effort to the level of the lev from below. Similarly, it draws down a commensurate reciprocity which is the shuv, which is the masculine response that comes from the intellect from above. And this is why it's called those who are of a devoted heart. That means that as we elevate our characteristic through the heart, uh, we receive a commensurate reciprocity from the mind chudin, the masculine responsive into the heart. And as we know that our avos were a total merkava, that is, a makava to chesed, gvur, and teferes within the midas, and that's why they are called devoted ones. Like it says, from the uh, trash heaps, you elevate the lowly to seat them with the devoted ones, with the devoted ones of the community. What is an evyein, these, uh, the, these lowest ones, the poor ones? This is the quality of Yesoi, the sixth and final of the Zeir Anpin of the internal Midas, which is often uh, kidnapped into Gullus. And it winds up being invested in the service of something foreign to give existence and life force to that which is external and is antagonistic to godliness. Like it's described that the tzaddik is hijacked to support the uh, the anta- antithesis of godliness, and the author uh, identifies the source material. And this is the ashbois, the trash heaps. Like we know that on every Rosh Chodesh, they're elevated to the level of Yisoy, drawn up from these trash heaps. And this is what it means. From the trash heaps, we elevate the destitute. 
And this elevation is to the higher level of the six internal midas, which are not invested down here in this physical world. And this is why they are called the nidivim, the devoted or the donors. That is the quality of ratzayvashuv that is found within every midah. Now, just like Avram was totally uh, expressive of the characteristic of chesed of Zah and Ava, and it elevated it to draw it down from the masculine side of chesed. Similarly, Yitzchak was the ultimate illustration of the devotion to the characteristic of pachad, like the pasuk that supports it, which draws down the quality, the divine quality of gvura, and Yaakov in Rachmanes that drew down the quality of Tefedes, and this is why we describe Melzotei of Ram and so on. And with by Yaakov, it says Ve'elake Yaakov with that additional vav, because the level of Yaakov is this consistency that runs through and through from end to end, in which there is a revelation of godliness without limitation. It is called an inheritance without parameters, as it's described in the Zayha. And that's that additional vav that we say, and this is also the idea of nidiv libay, the, the, the giving of heart. That it says here, libay with the vav, not just the devoted heart, but libay, his heart, that each one draws down according to his personalized heart. That is, according to the effort that he makes in the pursuit of Hashem. He is called the devotion of his heart. And it's singular, it's particular, like it is with Avram and Ava, Yitzchak and Yira. In general, they are, they are referred to as the Nedivim, the devoted ones. That is, that they draw down from what is otherwise hidden, <clears throat> that it should become revealed. And this is the idea of digging of wells of the Avos. Like it says regarding Yitzchak, that he dug more wells, that just as water is buried under the earth, and it is concealed down in the deep bowels of the earth, but above, it is on the earth from above to below through rain, <clears throat> and the, that the water that is revealed is a measurable amount. Like we know that immediately when you start digging in the, the earth and you find water, but this is called the higher water that's in it. But in order to draw out the water that's buried deep in the depths of the earth, you have to continue digging and digging. And there you'll find only a little water that comes from the depth because the water is trapped deep beneath the earth, as the psukim suggests. And it turns out that through digging wells is the idea of revealing that which is hidden. And in this, we understand the spiritual counterpart, that through us elevating ourselves to come closer to Hashem, the Mayan Nukvin, of the Avais, it draws out from the hidden level of the Mayan Elyanim that preceded the Shalshal Savatzilis, like it describes with the digging of wells. Uh, the, the devoted ones, that these are the Avais who had this total devotion. And this helps us further understand the idea of the revelation of the hidden that is within the person that just is the power of Seichel, that is con- included within the person is often hidden and is only drawn out within the mind of the person, which is an expression of it, that just is the soul itself does not express <clears throat> in the level of or Seichel and Sfar at all. It is only through its investiture in the mind that it draws out the revelation of the seichel. And the evidence of this is from the soul that comes into the brain or into the skull, which is still hidden and not yet expressed. And therefore, even when the soul is expressed in the mineral or in the animal, the mineral, the animal, do not have true seichel. 
Similarly, we understand the idea of the revelation from Hashem, from the source and the origin of Chachma. That is called the, the waters that come from above, that are drawn down from the waters that give life, that they should be revealed in the brain of Zah. And this is through the digging of wells of Yitzchak. And Yaakov draws down from that which is hidden through the service with the sticks that he peeled to create the spotted lambs and so forth. Again, each one according to his capacity. And this is what it means, the devoted of his heart, each one if according to his heart draws down a truma to Hashem, which is the revelation of the soiviv level of Atzilas, that it should rest within the kalim of all of the variety of kalim. And this comes specifically through the transformation of the Midas of Ram and Ava, Yitzchok, and Yira, like we said before, regarding the idea of transformation as Abcha. Therefore, we are forewarned here about these three metals, gold, silver, and copper, which represent chesed, gevurah, and tefetis of the Ovois, because each one draws down into his keli specifically, which is not the case with this, the generic term truma, that it says take from them a generic form of truma, and does not mention the particulars, gold or silver, etc., because this is the elevation of the mind nook into the level of toyu, to draw it down a level of total bittal of resistance, like it is by matzah, where there is no distinction that we should arouse from, from above, from this level of soiviv, the way it is above, that there is no separation at all, since it is not invested in any keli. But the level of truma, the second level, is a level of soiviv in kelim, and that's why we mentioned the specific kalim, which are the three different metals, gold, silver, copper. And from here, it expresses out the abundance upon abundance of, le- of levels, as we explained in the Zaya. Now, each one of these levels of Sevim and Mamali are in, are in general. But when we get more particular, we understand that the level of Makif is called Sevim. And the level of Ein Sevim is called Mamale. And these two levels of Or Makif and Or Panimi in each world. <clears throat> from the top of Ishtashlis until the end, the level of Ein Saif at the highest level becomes an Ormaki for the lower level. Now, just as there is the elevation of the worlds, that is the level of Makif that becomes the Orpanimi, which we must say comes from a level of Ormaki to an Orpanimi from the highest of levels from the level of Ormakif at the highest level. Similarly, at the highest level, when we elevate and we transform the Ormakif, then it should become an Orpanimi. It is necessary that it become an Ormakif from the highest level. Similarly, last uh, column on Kufta Zayin, the, the loftiest of levels. Like we find by the Avos, that they drew down from a level of Sevev into Mamale. That is, Hamshacha from the Ein Sevev that is called Sevev, it becomes a revelation of the Orpanimi, which is called Mamale. And this elevation is a process that reaches to the very top. And this is also indicated in the Trumas Havaya, this second level, which represents a level of Soivev, that it should become a Mamale. That is, the abstract should become personalized. And this also has all of the details in every one of the worlds, from the highest, that it should become the Ormakif, into the Panimi to the highest, to the lowest, and now we can still understand this, that we say it should be brought, which is a singular term, which represents the level of the matzah ashira, that is the matzah that is mixed together with other ingredients and is not acceptable for the mitzvah of matzah because it can never become chametz. As explained earlier, that all the levels of Vescafia in the matzah of the poor man's bread, which is just flour and water, and transformation that is effectuated during the days of Svira. 
That is, we take the love for material things and we redirect it to the love for godly things. This is all only a preparation for Matan Torah when we will confront Hashem face to face. Like it's known that the primary aspect of Matan Torah is the overwhelming light that comes from the masculine characteristic and it cannot be embedded in the rigidity of the rules. And that's why Torah is called a form of freedom that it releases us from anything that can attack it from the outside or from the Yetzirah. And this is comparable to the matzah ashira, the matzah that's mixed with ingredients such as wine or oil or honey that is not vulnerable to becoming chametz. And therefore, it does not have to be protected. This is the level of the, the panemius of Torah and all of its depth that is also referred to as wine, oil, and honey. That it has no vulnerability to being uh, hijacked away to the harshness of the chitzene. And therefore, it does not have to be protected from them, just like the protected wine must be kept away from foreigners, the, the laws of Yai and Nesach. And that's why it's called the rich man's matzah, because it is the richness of it to be the source of the poverty that is drawn down from the dinim kashim, that is, the external forces that attempt to redirect it, as is explained in the Zayah. But the level of moichin Abba, this limitless gift that comes from the masculine side, which is non-differentiated, which is the expression of this uh, infinity, there's no opportunity for it to be uh, hijacked away that it should have to somehow be corrected. And therefore, it does not have to be prote- protected from being stolen away by the chetzeni. And that's why it's called matzah ashira, the rich man's matzah, which is not the case with the matzah that is needed with water. That is called the poor man's bread, that it is vulnerable to being misdirected by the chetzeni. Because the nature of water is that it comes from the top to the bottom, like we know. And up above, there is an abundance of chesed, like of Ram wanted Yishmal to succeed him, because that's the way of the man of chesed, that he even is giving to those who do not deserve. So it's sort of that Yishmal would have taken away from Avram, because at that level of chesed, there is no distinction. And therefore, when you have matzah that is needed with water, and again, water representing limitless chesed, you have to be cautious that the yishmals, that the chitzenim, don't steal it away. And that's why it has to be protected that they not take it away because it is vulnerable to becoming chametz. It is vulnerable to being stolen away. Final paragraph. This now is what it means the devoted heart should bring. This is a reference to the time of Matan Teda, after the days of Svira, that we have drawn down from this infinite giving level of godliness, which is the Pneumius HaTeda, which is referred to as wine, oil, and honey. There's no susceptibility to it being misdirected. However, this can only be achieved if we first have escafia, which is the matzah of the poor man's bread, a bittel to the ayin through the weeks of svira. And then we have the transformation during the days of svira to draw down the seivev into the mamali of the iris and the caliph. And then we have automatically this level of the aura of keser that we experience on Shavuos, like it's explained in the Priyets Chaim. And this is the essential meaning, the panemius reason why Torah is compared also to wine and to oil, 
which is called the rich man's bread. And that is that chametz is permitted in the two breads on Shavuos specifically. It requires us to bake it of chametz because now there is no opportunity for a misdirection of this godliness. On the contrary, they have been elevated and they have been readied in these two breads because the two breads are like the matzah ashira, which is safe from being misdirected. This is the quality called the infinite of Abba, the transformation of the level of matzah, which is ordinarily very narrow, and it becomes expanded. This concludes the Maimah. Thank you.